Hi everyone, and welcome to the DevLab podcast by HackerJob. I'm Ellis Wadsworth, Senior Talent Acquisition Manager at HackerJob, and I'm your host for today. DevLab is a new podcast for engineers and those in tech who love what they do and are looking to level up their skills, knowledge, and career. With weekly episodes, we'll invite experts to share their journey and provide you with technical know-how, new skills, and career insights. We've got a really exciting show ahead. Without further ado, let's get started. Part of the LexisNexis Risk Solutions, ICIS boasts an unrivaled global network, respected methodologies, and distinguished industry experts. The tech they use every day help their customers to navigate fluctuating markets and create a lasting impact. Take advantage of a rewarding environment by joining the team. You have the freedom to find your own path, the space to think big and aim high, and the trust to experiment and explore more. They've won awards for Best Company for Women, Best Company for Work-Life Balance, Best CEOs for Diversity, and many more. So what are you waiting for? Join the team today. They're currently hiring via HackerJob, so head on over to hackerjob.com where you could be matched with them. Hi everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the DevLab podcast brought to you by HackerJob. My name's Ellis, and I'm a talent acquisition manager here at HackerJob, and I'll be today's podcast host. Uh, today, we're joined in the office by a very exciting guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yep. Uh, Matthew Allen, a senior designer at ICIS. Hi, Matthew. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. So, Matt, you've been designing uh, for over 11 years. What drew you to working in UI, and how did your previous role in UX help with the transition? So I think I've always been on a path to be a, a designer, I guess, sort of from being on an art scholarship at school, um, going to a design-focused college, and then at university, sort of studying new media design, which covered a wide range of different design disciplines and mediums from development, 3D modeling, product design. But um, after leaving uni, I did an internship as a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. uh, from here, I wanted to focus on building out my portfolio so I could apply for sort of bigger companies and actually have something to show in interviews. So I spent some time freelancing for an agency based in Ireland to build out my portfolio. Um, it was here I ended up actually pivoting more into development type work as that was kind of the work that I was getting in was more web design, but it meant that I could learn a bit more about UI design throughout that journey. I did this for about two or three years, mainly being a sort of general designer after that, covering brand and product. Uh, then moved into the world of UX in FinTech, which um, for me, the big attraction was designing data heavy sites. That was the, the big attraction there. It always seemed like a challenge and I like problem solving, so it made sense. Um, and throughout this journey, there was always a focus on learning as much as I could around the design world. So again, all those different types of disciplines and aiming to be a, a T-shaped designer, I guess. But having this background in UX really helped me get an understanding of human behaviors and designing for interactions with sort of a product mindset and uh, learning to create intuitive usable solutions. Um, it was important to develop that real understanding of the design thinking process yeah. before I thought I could properly execute visual designs in the way that I wanted to for UI. So with a background in brand design, uh, development UX, it kind of felt nice to go back almost to the start and come back into a more visual type of role and focus on UI. So that's where I am now and now in the role of a senior UI designer. Perfect, perfect. And just out of interest, Matt, what was, what's your like, earliest memory of like design or being creative? Were you at school, were you into like sort of the arts, creative side of things? Or? Oh, definitely. Um, my mum's an artist, actually. So right. she was really inspired me from young. Uh, she's still an artist now. She's really, really good. I can never get to that skill level. Um, 
but she very much put me on the path of design. So from school, it was art scholarships, so all the way from design college, design university. So I kind of felt like I was on a path to do it, but it wasn't until I think year three of university that I really found my passion for it. Mm -hmm. I think before that it felt very forced and it was the only thing I could do versus, you know, really finding what I wanted to do within design. Took a bit of time, but yeah, happy to I stayed on the path. And obviously in the creative side, it's, it's genetic. It's, it's all genetics passed down now. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. So, uh, Matt, what does ICIS do and how does your core role and team impact the wider business? So ICIS provides specialist information for chemical, fertilizer and energy markets. Um, we provide relevant information for businesses to be able to make the right decisions at the right time. Customers get access to pricing data, market analytics, expert insights, all in one seamless intelligence solution. Using a combination of different interactive analytics tools, users can visualize, spot, and optimize opportunities across changing markets using our interactive analytics tools, all within our ICIS platform. So essentially, we are our focus is shaping the world by connecting markets to optimize global resources. My role is the senior UI designer, and I'm currently managing the UI squad within the wider design team. Uh, we have a really great diverse design team with a huge range of skill sets and roles from UI, UX, researcher, soon a UX copywriter. Um, we also have two graduates. Um, we're even hiring three open design roles at the moment as well. So yeah, uh, that's a senior UX designer, a UX researcher, and a UX copywriter. Our work is mainly focused on our subscription platform, and we have a huge range of projects going on at the moment to improve the customer's experience. We've recently released our new internal design system, Nova, to the wider company, which has been really well received and we're super excited about at the moment. As a UI squad particular, we've integrated ourselves into loads of projects, working very closely with our UX designers and researchers to help bring the designs to life and add that surface layer of excellence and professionalism that we want in supporting the end product. Perfect. And uh, just in regards to your current role then, um, uh, how much of it is still hands-on for you? And then like, what's the ratio between sort of people management, team leading and, and hands-on? Hands-on. Keeping an eye on that at the moment as the team grows. Uh, the design team has grown very fast. I think when I first joined last year, there was maybe five of us, and now we're over 12 already. So we're definitely scaling up very quickly, and it's something that I need to keep an eye on or myself being sort of a contributor or a manager on that side. At the moment, it's, it's split 50-50. I'm still embedded in a lot of active projects and still leading the UI design on quite a few uh, parts of these as well. But I think I'm, I want to focus more on sort of building the team over this next year as well, which made me putting more of a focus on the management side. But I'm lucky that the company has a really great career framework for designers anyway. Like a lot of the management work is, is really done and set up by the company mm -hmm. of having this great sort of uh, structure in place. And I'm guessing you get involved, obviously have been involved in like the onboarding of uh, the new employees and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And building out our new design system has really helped with that onboarding plan so people can come in and get uh, all these guides and information in one place to help that onboarding experience and join the design team. Yeah, like a seamless transition into the project. That sounds great. So you and the team have been able to help build a single source of truth across the brand when it comes to design. What did the process involve and what what has been the outcome of this? Yeah, so we've recently launched our um, design and brand portal called Nova. It's essentially our single source of truth for everything ICIS brand and design related. In there, you can find everything you might want to know about the brand, why it deserves its own portal, how to bring anything to life, whatever the task, whatever the touch point using ICIS branding. And the process for us was, I found it a very fun one, personally. <laughs> um, 
it's been a huge part of our focus over the last year to get this get this done um i think it was very important at the start was to have a clear understanding of what we wanted to achieve with our design system and for us it was that having a single source of truth was really important for we kind of see design systems as uh, not really a deliverable but a set of deliverables kind of tools for designers and developers that can track patterns components guidelines and developers can refer to our design system for component specifications which will be similar to their development repository and yeah so for us the, the process we we brought marketing and design together to create a core group that could focus on bringing this to life we did lots of workshops with stakeholders to try and nail our information information architecture personally i spent a lot of time importing components from our figma design system website and sort of detailing interaction patterns usage guidelines to really show that level of fidelity and consistency that we needed to build excellence for our product. We then sort of pulled in all our branding guidelines. At the same time, we were updating our brand identity. So it was a perfect time to, to sort of hit this new information into this guide. Lots of reviewing, checking and validating of all this information that we pulled in. Um, as we got closer to going live, we sort of built out a comms plan as well. We created a series of videos to help generate excitement before it went live, showing some testimonials from people across the business who had been shown the design system early. And that sort of helped generate this, this excitement as it went out in early emails, showing people what is the Noba brand portal. And from going live, I've been sort of monitoring the feedbacks and analytics, trying to identify what we can improve already. We'd just done some retrospectives as a group, identifying what helped us move forward, what held us back, how can we do things differently? There were some really great actual points that came off the back of this. I think one important one was that the whole team, the, the group of design, marketing, and others involved in this wanted to keep meeting regularly. We showed that the collaboration was so good throughout the project that they felt, you know, even though it, we'd launched live, we still want to maintain this, this collaboration group, see how we can further our design system and portal. Um, so the outcome from all this work is our newly launched Nova design system. Everyone has that single source of truth now, and we can truly deliver excellence and professionalism across all our products. Perfect. And, and speaking uh, on sort of collaboration, how do you work closely with developers and the, the wider tech team? I know you mentioned sort of working with marketing then, but in regards to the dev side of things, how does that interaction work? So um, at ISA, yes, we, we apply agile practices, as most places do. But for the development side, that means that they're split into about 12 development squads, which is a huge amount of squads. Yeah. Um, some squads will be bigger than others, depending on what their area focus is. But with that many squads, it can be naturally hard to manage these kind of relationships. One approach we've done to ensure this cross-collaboration and continuing with the design system is to have a group called the UI Guild. And essentially, we've brought in a champion from each of our developer squads to come together weekly or bi-weekly and we can talk just about reusable components, sharing code and making sure our design system is scalable to the point that we want it to be. It's been going quite well so far. We also are available to join retros, stand-ups for all, all projects that we're working on and we make it very clear to developers that we're available to be reached at any time. You know, if someone, if you're looking at a design, you have a question, you're unsure, don't wait for next week's meeting. Come give us a call on the spot. And as a design team, we're always actively really there to collaborate and help with them. Perfect. And for those who aren't aware, when you mentioned a champion from each team, like what, what does that, what does that mean? Uh, we kind of asked people who were really interested in, who's interested in building a design system, you know, who has maybe the most experience. And we asked people to kind of put themselves forward as opposed to, you know, picking someone from 
each squad and it meant that we now have a core group of people who are really interested in building out this system having the best practices in place for scaling code and using usable components perfect yeah and it definitely seem, seems like you've got a very yeah. cohesive collaborative culture there yeah. um and there's not a sort of separation between teams so i'm guessing that that obviously produces the the best quality work so what types of, of technologies or design best practices have you been exposed to whilst working on, on these projects matt so regarding best practices, we've spent a lot of time as a team shaping these. I think one important thing we looked at recently was how to create a safe space within the team to share ideas and give feedback, and also having clear guidelines for our design process and principles. With our design principles, um, we have some shared guidelines that capture the essence of what good design means for us and the team, and advice on how to achieve it. It's really great for new joiners in the team so everyone can sort of build on this share common understanding before embarking on the process of actually designing something our mission our purpose our values all these things at the heart of what they do they filter back into our design principles so it's good that we try to build this consistency uh, research again is really at the heart of what our design process is we are customer centric and our approach is that customers at the heart of everything we do so we're looking at building out that kind of underlining understanding of who are our customers, um, what are their needs, what are their wants, how can we deliver on providing greater value and utility for them. Without good research for us, we are designing in the dark and we don't really know what we're doing, so it's really important. Going back to our processes, we, we try to be very clear in detailing all these processes back into our Nova design system and portal. So in here, we, we detail the different delivery processes we have, along with the technicalities of working within Figma, for example, being our main design tool how to achieve a smooth and transparent delivery from UX to development. We have information for our UI designers on how to build consistent components inside our design library, making sure they're responsive right from the off so they can be used across mobile and desktop, and our UX designers can easily pick up the components that we make and use in their prototypes. Um, it's been a lot of work to document all of this information. Yeah, I bet. Um, we're using the tool called Zero Height as a third-party tool to host our design system. So that it kind of meant like from Figma and development both kind of pull into one place, which is nice. Our target is kind of create a central hub for designers, engineers, product, marketing teams, everyone to just connect in one location. I think it's really important as well at ICIS, we're always looking to improve our working processes. Since joining the company, I've been very lucky to help shape our agile work process and creating a clear definition of ready, a clear definition of done to sort of help that collaboration again with developers, project owners, business analysts, um, anyone working within that product process pipeline. And yeah, it's been working well so far. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds brilliant. So Matt, you obviously you were in this position before when you were first looking out for like UI roles. Um, for those looking to start their career in, in UI design, what two tips would you give to people looking out to start their career in UI design? And these can be sort of general tips or tips for ICIS specifically? Sure, um, I feel very passionate on this question. Yeah. <laughs> I think having a curated and diverse project selection is very important. A good portfolio should contain well-curated selection of projects and showcase your versatility as a designer and your range of skills across the different industries. Have a clear, concise storytelling with a focus on problem solving. Each project that you show in your portfolio should tell a clear story about the challenge that you faced, uh, the design process that you followed, and the outcome you've achieved. I think as a UI designer, it's very important to have kind of like a personal branding, a distinct style within your portfolio as well. You know, so many portfolios look like triple pages at the moment, so it's important to really have 
your, your distinct style sort of cutting through your projects and showing what you've put into this work. I think one for us as well is often we ask a lot of can, potential candidates who inspires them. Um, I think it's really important to try have a particular designer in mind and ask this question, kind of showing an understanding of what is going on in the industry and the design world at the moment. And really just tailoring your portfolio. I think, you know, over time, UI and UX has often been treated as a single role in the industry, just as a general product designer. But when applying for UI, you really want to put that clear focus on your visual work and having that separation between UX and UI will, will really help you there. We expect our UI designers, though, to have a solid background in UX as well to kind of show an understanding of user-centered design process and ability to show problem-solving um, so we, we know that when you're coming in, you have that core background and you can just hit the floor running with um, the visual side of things. In regards to like tech trends, obviously the world of tech is, is constantly evolving. What new design or tech trends do you see your team incorporating in the next years or so and, and why? I think being more agile as a team, mm -hmm. um, improving company-wide design development processes. We're always trying to develop these and improving them, as I mentioned, but now we have better analytics and data to help us validate our work and understand users and, and their behavior so we can improve our process supporting that as well. I think scaling our design system is, is one that we're always kind of having in the back of my mind. How can this continue to develop and grow and support the rest of the business? And always looking to develop our visual aesthetic for our product as well. Um, being as a UI designer, that's always at the top of my list. A big focus on inclusive design as well improving accessibility where possible and making things better for all types of users that will be coming to our website. Perfect. And I have to pick your pick your brain on this, Matt. So obviously there's loads of new AI tools being incorporated <laughs> in the world of tech at the moment. What do you see in the future of AI tools in, in, in assistance of like UI and UX design? And is there any tools that you're looking at at the moment or already using? I say yes, we are already using AI in in some ways in the product already. At the moment, just trying to keep an eye on new emerging technologies that can be utilized in our products. In terms of the world design, you know, I'm, I'm seeing everything that's going on. I keep an eye on LinkedIn and see uh, utilized in UI. I've seen design systems be spun up just from AI. Mm -hmm. I've seen AI being utilized to help create documentation for design systems, which I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm interested to see where the unique spin comes on it and the personalization around branding and how AI is going to fill that gap there. But I'd say at the moment, nothing's really screaming at me. I've always been challenging AI because, you know, some people say, you know, 10 years from now, will designers still have jobs? Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm really looking, I'm being critical of it in everything that I see in the hope that I'm self-justifying my role. <laughs> Yeah, but it just said. <laughs> and I always like to ask that question as well because it's such a prominent thing in the tech world at the moment. I, I need to get your take on it. So, so Matt, what is your favorite part of working at ICIS? Loads of things. <laughs> uh, we do in-person week critiques. This is one of my favorite things where the whole team comes together and they share work or design problem. Um, I really enjoy these sessions because the critique helps us build a common foundation by bringing us all together, getting those different perspectives. As in, in the end, the product is always better when it's created by diversity of thought. So when we get all of these people in a room together that we can support and share ideas, it's it's really a great session. This happens every week. We have some basic rules and foundations as well to help help facilitate these sessions, such as you know bring an open and yes attitude. 
Crit is a safe space for us. So again, coming back to that psychological safety workshops have done around that on how to provide feedback in a in a positive manner, creating a supportive environment within this crit sessions. Everyone should be able to speak up, from graduates to the most senior designers. We don't want you know some level to come in there and dictate who can give feedback on what. And there are no silly questions. Is is an important rule for us. If you want clarification on something and you don't understand it yet, do just don't be afraid to ask. Another thing is our design process, which we've created internal in our own team. And it feels very advanced compared to other internal processes that I've experienced throughout my career journey. How we utilize double design thinking, how we approach research, development, the insights we produce from that into generating prototypes right through to the UI. Things are really solid process we have. And again, having that mindset of building something world-class that we can keep improving on it. The people that I work with, we have really great mix of people in a team. I'm always learning from the other designers that are in the team as well. Our design director, Ashley Scheinwald, has done an amazing job at building out this team. I mentioned it before, but we've scaled so quickly within this year. And again, we have a very mature team. The team is well regarded across the business and we're getting all the support that we really need to, to do our work, which is great. Office location is great. We're next to Spitalfield Markets. So uh, you know, getting lunch together, uh, maybe some drinks after work, which is always lovely. Having the opportunity to build out this design system from scratch to the scale that it is now has been an amazing opportunity to work at the company. I think there's just general good structure across the business. You know, as designer, we have clear design frameworks for your development and career. So you don't see that at a lot of other places. Perfect. And what's one thing you wish more people knew about OICIS and it could be culture, tech. What's one thing you wish people knew more about? Um, so we have a thing called Care Hours. Um, essentially, it supports the company employee engagement by having the ability to volunteer for a nonprofit charity or a charity of your choice if you want. And you get sort of two days of time to go away. And you can use these hours to help in a school, an educational establishment. The charity doesn't have to be picked by the company. You can choose one that you support on your own. You can do loads of things within these two days of time. You can split up the hours to do different um, courses you could you can even use your own professional skills um you could you know copywriting setting up a website mentoring someone there's loads of uh, virtual opportunities as well if you can't attend in person so i think our care hours are a really nice sort of incentive we have at the office another thing is we have a really great graduate scheme at LexisNexis, which is a 24-month rotational program we offer training and development that's tailored to you you get exposure to all different parts of the business under the mentorship of a senior designer or manager. And I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the end of placement presentations that are happening this Friday nice. from some of the graduates in our team. So we're looking to support them in this wider meeting. We have UX community meetups across the business, which is really great across the whole of LexisNexis. Um, these events have been really awesome so far. I presented at one of the last ones. Everyone comes together and shows you know, new ideas or processes or things that they've been working on again, to this wider group. So it's nice to meet other design teams that all falling under the same banner. Uh, we, we have a learning budget, which is great. You know, you can further your education there. Investing time to ensure the environment and the working practices, again, across the company are really good. I, that's something I really am pushing a lot on there. The, the focus on employee welfare is really great. And I think um, the diverse team we have in regards to skill sets, gender as well, I think more of a quarter of the team is female. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. And what future things are you looking forward to at OCIS? 
I think seeing the seeing the whole business utilize a new design system is really great to to see this actively going on at the moment. How can we improve on it? How can we continue to build on our agile work process? Um, the process of sharing reusable code and scaling our design system. We're in a really great position, but I think it's it's an exciting time to see this develop further over the year. Again, keeping an eye on new emerging technologies that can be used in our product to essentially building and enhancing on our underlying use of artificial intelligence at the moment across our digital estate, new levels of automation, adding systems in place to give our users more control, and just a general wide range of features to come for the platform. Yeah, I think using my care hours as well. That's something I'm definitely looking forward to, get involved in some great activities that will help charities. And continuing to build the UI team. Uh, we've already hired a UI designer a few months ago, and she's absolutely amazing, a great addition to the team. And so we're building out that UI career path, possibly to the graduate scheme as well, something I'd like to extend. Perfect, brilliant. And uh, Matt, you touched on earlier in regards to like tips for UI designers. Uh, for hiring for your team, what what do you tend to look for? Obviously, the portfolio and the technical skills side of things. But for, in regards to like soft skills, what is it you'd ideally look for if you were hiring a UI designer for your team? There's someone who can communicate well. You know, collaboration is really the huge focus for us being a design team. We all have to come together with different skill sets and roles, be able to work together. So that's something we definitely look for is how will you gel in with the team? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably... Yeah, and then with the TED skills, yeah. I just always like to sort of shed light on that because sometimes you'll see a job specification and you just see all these tech requirements, but it's good to hear from, you know, hiring managers what you look for from a, from a soft skills perspective. And I think that's something our design director, Ashley's done really well, bringing together a great selection of people to make this design system. Sorry, design team. Uh, we feel really diverse and I'm always learning from everyone. So, yeah, he's really nailed it in that sense. Sounds ideal. Well, Matt, I think that's all the time that we have for uh, today's podcast. But I just want to say a big thank you for, for joining us on the DevLab podcast and shedding light about the the culture of collaboration, OICIS, and, and the projects you've been working on. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up for today? No, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Matt. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify and Apple Music. Leave a rating and a review and make sure you're also following us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at HackerJobHQ. Feel free to share whatever you're listening to on Instagram and tag us so we can reshare it. I'll see you guys in the next episode.